Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. I'm joined uh, this morning live in Dublin uh, with Des Bishop, a uh, very funny comedian who's, uh, well, we'll get into it. He's a very interesting man. His accent is going to confuse you. Yes, he's not, as you've probably guessed, Irish. Uh, or he doesn't sound Irish. Yeah, it's confusing. Yes, there's, there's a lot going on. <laughs> Look at you trying not to offend me, I know. <laughs> he is, but he's not. Oh, God, it's too much already. Uh, so, of course, as always uh, this morning, if you're up and about, uh, do let us know why you're up, why you're up on this. Uh, so what we do, Des, uh, of, a, of a Sunday morning, when I used to do a weekday breakfast, uh, for, for, for XFM back in the day, I was told never moan about being up early. That was one of the things oh, that the right. controller used to say. Don't moan about being up early because you've got a good job. You're you're in a fun job. You're in a warm studio. Don't moan about being up early on the radio. But uh, I think the rules change on a Sunday. Yeah, I agree. Because nobody should be up on a Sunday morning. So why are you up? What's going on? So send us a text uh, to whatever the number is, 81215, I think it is. I forgot. I had last week off, so it's all gone out of my head. Uh, 81215 is the text. and uh, Or you can get in touch on Twitter, Absolute Radio, or my own one, Jason Manford. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. So quite a few texts coming in already, uh, people up and about at this ridiculous hour on a Sunday morning. Mostly it's, um, mostly it's kids, Des. Oh, really? A oh, lot the, of it the, the reason why people are getting up yeah. is kids. Because kids don't care what day it is. Yeah. And often they'll get up early on a Sunday and then have a lion on a Tuesday, for example, the day they're not allowed to. Uh, you've got kids, yeah? I've got many children. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I, I don't have kids, but no. I'm watching my friends and my brother raise kids. Yes. And, like, obviously there's not as much freedom for kids nowadays. But I'm wondering about getting up. Mm. Can kids just get up on their own nowadays, or is that another thing that kids can't even do on my their own? My kids... No, no, it depends on the, an age thing. I think if they're about two, it, it's hard for them to get down and make their own cornflakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, you got to do it yourself. But yeah, there's become a certain age where um, my my eldest are sort of uh, six, five and six, and they can they sort of get up and crack on a little bit. You know, they yeah. go and have a little play, or uh, you know, they can work out. We used to hit the ice cream, like get up oh, before the parents. Time. Yeah, hit the ice cream. Yeah, no, they're good. They're quite well behaved. Mind, they'll go down and they know how to work the telly. I think that's a major factor. Yeah, once they figure out the telly, then once they can the do te- something. Yeah, they've got something to do. But my kids love the morning so much. Um, often they get up before it. You know, they, they, they get up to wait for the morning. Like, <laughs> yeah, I used to wait for the morning, which meant you had to wait for the telly. Yes. Oh, it was yeah, before the telly, had, you know, like the telly didn't start till six. Yes. So I you were literally looking at fuzz or looking at the, you know, the multicolored thing. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, the, the just the girl sat there with a with a clown, I think. I can't remember what, the test card anyway. But we, um, yeah, we had that for a while. But my kids, because, uh, you know, Sky and all that these days, Netflix... They know how to They can what, work Netflix? Mate, they can work Netflix. God, what are they... You wake up there watching The People vs. O.J. Simpson. It's like, <laughs> kill that woman. <laughs> you got to yeah, be they're careful. Quite, they're pretty, they're pretty uh, handy at all that sort of stuff. Uh, so let's see who's up and about this morning. Uh, Sammy, uh, a radiographer, has up been scanning patients at Walsall MRI Centre since 7 o'clock this morning. Who says there's no weekend in nature? So a little point there as well, I like it. Yeah. So the people getting up doing proper jobs, that's the other thing you've got to remember. Yeah, as opposed to this, is it? As opposed to what, what is this? Chatting. <laughs> Just having a chat. Just people listening to your conversation. So, you, I mean, you've been doing stand-up for how long? Uh, 19 years. Wowza. Yeah, I know. Which means nothing to me other than I'm old or getting older, you know? <laughs> yeah. 19 years, 97, February 97, I started oh. in Cork. I started in 99, so you started before me. Oh, yeah, and you've made more money. God, now I have a moan. <laughs> Finally, I have something to moan about. Damn it. Uh, another person, uh, uh, Rachel, is up this morning, Roehampton, uh, up to pick my son and daughter at 9.30 from a scout Nike. Sorry, a scout night hike. Try and say that a after a few scout drinks. scout night hike. Yes. Wow. That, that, see, that's the other thing with kids. They do stuff. They've got clubs and sports. and. I know, the sports is a killer. It's non-stop. It's like, the, essentially being a parent nowadays is like owning a logistics company. Yeah. You know, how am I going to get, how yeah. am I going to get all this around? It's a, yeah. you need to, that's why you need to hire in extra staff. That's exactly right. <laughs> to, to run the system. My kids have started, my eldest daughters have started, um, they do dancing in the week. And uh, 
they've started a thing called Aerial Silk. Oh, Aerial. Yeah, yeah. My, my little cousin does that. Right. Yeah. So well, everything you say your kids, I'll have some relation <laughs> that I'll be able perfect. to identify with. Aerial Silk is, for people who don't know, is the thing, I don't know how to describe it, but essentially it's that massive piece of fabric yeah, and then, uh, that you, da- you sort of go up and down and Yeah, they, and they hang around. from it and they twist around it. It's and... phenomenal. I mean, I don't know if they're expecting us to get one of these at home. Like, so they can practice. <laughs> I know, but you know the way people go, oh, my kid is doing this, and then they show you a video, and you're oh. like, whatever. But Ariel is like when you show people, they're like, wow! Yeah, no, it's actually <laughs> impressive. amazing. But the only weird thing is, where, where we go at this, and, and she's brilliant, the woman who teaches it is brilliant, but obviously she teaches adult classes and various other things that happen as well. And in this room that we go to, and it's often me and maybe six mums, I'm usually the only dad who's at Aerial Silk. And, uh, and the kids are on the Aerial Silk bits and there's mats and there's things to play with. But in the far corner, um, the lady obviously of an evening teaches maybe pole dancing or something like that. So occasionally, every so often, I'll lose track of one of the kids, like one of the girls, and they'll have gone run off to swing around a pole. I'm like, oh, can, the you pole. Not, can you not play on them? <laughs> That's not that's not a starting line. Yeah, that yeah, that's when you've exhausted all the options. Okay, don't you don't start on that. <laughs> you know, don't give up on your dreams just yet. Jason Manford, Absolute Radio, where real music matters. It's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio this morning. I'm joined by uh, comedian Des Bishop, who's, uh, who's so you live over here in Ireland. Yeah, I, w- I moved here when I was 14 to go to boarding school. Right. And then I never left. But that accent is not leaving you. I know, man. You know, well, I've been back in New York a lot lately. Right. And, uh, like, we're proper queens. You know? Like, I I don't know if this has happened in Manchester, but, like, accents are disappearing. Mm. You know, like, because of the the global world. It's harder to get proper accents. But, like, I have, like, a proper queen's accent. Like, we were kind of working class. We didn't have notions about ourselves. But I really notice it nowadays. As a kid, I didn't realize that I had a kind of a, like, a common... Accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Americans don't use the word common anyway. No, no, and well, they're not able to because most of them are. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at look at who they're voting for. I mean, come on, yeah. common as muck. But uh, yeah, so I but, find, but I've been back yeah. lately, so it's gotten strange. I find my accent uh, change has changed over time ever so slightly. I guess doing a bit of telly and a bit of radio, I can't quite talk like like my brothers talk. You yeah. know, they're very nasally. So, what was your your sixteen year old accent? Um, I was all. I've always talked. You know better than I, than, than I probably should have because I always like drama and, you know, performing yeah. and stuff. But my brothers are very, all right, you know, they sort of talk a bit like that. All right, Jace. And, uh, <laughs> you know, my uncles are, you know, they're all like... Uh, I remember once, actually, I came back from... Because often if I come back from London, if I've been down in London for a few days um, or I've been doing something, my accent's just ever so slightly changed. I remember oh. saying to my brother once, I got back and I said, um, I said, oh, just pass us that remote control, please. And he went... Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> He's like, oh, you've changed. Been in London for five minutes, coming back up here talking like Queen. <laughs> Please, if, if, if please is common, that's... Yeah, exactly, yeah. No, it does... I don't know what happens with the Manchester accent, but it can be very, very central. To, it's almost... Sounds like it's hurting to get out of their face quite a lot of the time. It's like, yeah, it comes <laughs> like the back of the throat, yeah. <laughs> God yeah, love I'm not great with the. I'm not great with the British accent. I'm not going to embarrass myself on the radio now by, by doing, doing, like, various... British accents. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, so, could, we could play that game. Yeah, no way. Because every time I try to do like a London accent, people go, "Oh, Dick Van Dyke, Dick Van Dyke." So I'm not, I'm not doing. Yeah, it. but you know, for me as a Northerner, people people slag off Dick Van Dyke's Cockney accent in Mary Poppins. Mainly people from London. But what they don't understand is, to the rest of the country and the world, that is what you sound like. Like I, I actually think that's Dick how it Van, goes into the head. Yeah, I think Dick Van Dyke's actually spot on in Mary Poppins. <laughs> All right, Mary Poppins. Like I think, well, that's what you sound like. So. <laughs> All right. Well, then maybe I'll do it. <laughs> Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> now that you've given me a window. Yeah. I was actually born in London, just to confuse it even. Born in London as well? Yeah, Hyde Park Corner, St. George's Hospital. Oh, right, which the hospital, then became, I was going to say. Then it became like a... the Lanesborough Hotel. But my mother was in Buckingham Palace, but that was an wow. NHS hospital. Right. Sounds like I'm posh, but I'm not. So you're actually from all over the place. I'm a very fused identity. <laughs> very, it very sounds confused. it. Perfect for comedy. It's great. Listen, you know, yeah. I, I'm from here, but I'm, I, I live here. That's exactly Here's the difference between these two places. <laughs> 20 year career. Eight twelve fifteen is the text this morning. If you're up and about, Jamie and Kath are up. Up early because kids under eight now dictate our weekends. One's got a rugby tournament. One's got to go to a birthday party. Um, and then uh, somebody's in ca- sunny Canvey. I'm up to ride my lone pony. 
My lone pony. I don't know what sounds, that sounds sounds just... dirty. Borrowed borrowed a pony, I don't know why. Uh, Hi, Jason. David's from Belfast. Fueling up on porridge with blueberries made with almond milk. Uh, Oh, one of them. He's one of them. Take a picture and put it on Instagram. (laughs) You know you're dying to. (laughs) One of these, these, like, I eat better than you. Yeah, that's it. He's going mountain biking at Ballycastle. Ah, good for him. Oh, that's actually a beautiful spot. Yeah, that'll be lovely. Although, patronisingly, he's put... uh, He's put porridge with blueberries made with almond milk, and then in brackets, nut juice. Like, yeah. as if I don't know. Well, I, of yeah, course no, I don't want No it. wheat, no dairy. He's one of them. No He's... wheat, no dairy. What did bread ever do to anybody? I swear. <laughs> you know, I remember eating bread used to be like a, like a reasonably healthy thing to do. No, now it's like... Oh, my God. You're not allowed anything white. You can't in, the food, in your diet. <laughs> See, it almost sounds like Donald Trump there. Yeah. <laughs> a, people have become food racists. Yes, it's 100%. That's I it. mean, gluten. God, what did gluten ever do to anybody? Well, it t- it must be tasting nice, because if you've ever had anything gluten-free, you go, oh, I don't know what gluten was, but it, it tastes really nice. <laughs> it's no longer in this. Yeah, this and is it, rubbish. This is not bound. You know, gluten <laughs> is like some sort of binding thing. Tasty, man. Sometimes, some days I think I'm, I'll just have gluten. I know, but then somebody will come up and say, I'm sorry, I have a made-up intolerance to gluten, so yeah. I saw a Facebook post. We had that last night, actually. We went to a pub last night, and there was a girl um, who was uh, allergic to nuts. Oh, that's they, a real That's allergy. a real one. And, uh, but they, but, but, and they came out on the table, and she was like, oh, I've got, I'm going to have to go. And yeah, you a, can't even be around them. No, and there was a point where, like, to be fair, she, like, we could have got rid of the nuts, but we were all a bit hungry, and we were like... All right, see you uh, tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Don't harsh. forget your injection just in case. I, yeah. remember, I remember flying into uh, flying into Spain once. I used to do this in my stand-up, but my um, it's a true story. And uh, we were flying into Spain, and um, a Tannoy announcement came on. And it said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because somebody on board has got a severe nut allergy, we won't be serving peanuts uh, or, or any nut product on this flight, um, I guess in case it gets into the air system yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and this person's ill. And uh, after about maybe about an hour, um, I'm sat near my dad and I just turn around and I hear him rustling like a little packet. And I turn around and he's got a packet, like a little packet of nuts. I'm like, sneaky packet. Dad, from the hotel. I said, what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, they said like somebody could, like if that gets into the air system, like <clears throat> somebody could die. He went, if it, unless it's a pilot, I'm not bothered. <laughs> <laughs> now, that to me is very sort of northern English. Yeah, he's a bit like that, man. Yeah, I like that. He's I like a, that sense of humor. The thing is, I can tell that joke knowing full well he isn't listening because he listens to Steve Wright's uh, Love Hour on uh, on Radio 2. He's not bothered. <laughs> Even though I'm on the radio, he's like, I'm, I'm a Radio yeah, 2 man. I've heard enough of you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 8 12 15 on the text if you're up and about. Uh, very shortly, I'll be giving you a chance to win uh, 250 quid's worth of Wix vouchers. Matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. This morning, joined by very funny comedian Des Bishop, who, uh, I mean, not in the morning. I mean, none of us are really funny in the morning. Yeah. Just, I, I am a bit more of a morning person, though, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, you said that. I like, said I'm, that. I'm cool with this time. I've only ever seen you perform in the evening. Yeah, yeah, you haven't been to any of my morning shows. No. I mean, they're legendary all over the world. <laughs> Des Bishop in the morning is, at night, he's average. <laughs> a host at best. But in the morning, boy, I tell you, you get that coffee into him. I saw uh, a show of yours many years ago in uh, in Edinburgh um, about your dad almost being James Bond. Yeah, my dad was nearly James Bond. Which yeah. is just a which of, great title. Great title. The yeah. show is not actually really about my dad no. nearly being James Bond. But he did uh, have an audition for James Bond after Sean Connery left. Wow. Yeah. Um, he was, uh, well, George Lasenby got it. Oh, <laughs> and, wow. And people always say, well, <clears throat> your dad was lucky, right? Because George Lasenby is remembered as being the worst James Bond. Yeah. But my dad was always a bit more critical. And he thought, yeah, and I was worse than the worst James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, the, title, the title was more about the fact that uh, he gave all, he, he was an actor and a model yeah. in, in London, the swinging 60s. And then uh, basically after I was born, he decided that the acting and the modeling life is not stable enough. For family. For family yes. to raise a child. I remember that. It was quite a sweet story about, yeah. your, about your dad sort of giving that lifestyle up yeah. to... 
the sacrifice, but also the regret that he had, which I think we can understand, which yes. is like, what would our life be like if we didn't have this performing and yeah. entertainment? Uh, so it's about sort of challenging his regrets and talking. I mean, really, essentially, it's turning the fathers into the heroes and that James yeah. Bond is not real. And uh, But the great thing in Edinburgh, I mean, I'm not giving away the ending now because it's been a long time, yeah. but in Edinburgh, people didn't know, but he was there backstage. And at the end, I bring him on stage for his, uh, yes. his big thing because... The sad part about it was he was dying of lung cancer of at course, the time. Yeah, I remember. So it was a, it was kind of like his his swan song. And then you wrote uh, a book about him about the show as well that you released. Yeah, book? I wrote yeah. I wrote a book about it was about my dad. I mean, yeah. I, I was trying to write it before he died. I didn't really want it to be about of course losing my dad. Yeah, I wanted yeah. it to be about the, the the sort of you know just appreciating my father. But he did uh, he did die before I finished it. But it was nice. It was nice to be able to just keep writing it through the process. I, I mean, I don't know if it was good or bad, but it was like super raw. When yeah, I, when I look back, every now and then I look back and or somebody tweets me a passage. Yes. And I was like, God, I would never write that now. Yeah, that's you know? a lot of information. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of oversharing. But I, you know, I was oversharing. I was yeah, oversharing yeah. like a... Well, that's like a, understandable. That's understandable. Yeah, but it was good. It was good. Yeah. It was good fun. And, and, and dads appreciated it, you know? Yes, absolutely. Because I think you probably identify with this, being a dad, that sometimes like when it's all on top with the kids mm. and you wonder, is it all worth it? <laughs> But trust me, <laughs> when you are on your last few breaths, they're the only ones that care. That's and true. It will, be, it, will be, yeah. it will be worth it. Yeah. Oh, imagine. I mean, how different would your life have been if it, if it had been cast as James Well, who Bond? knows if I had been born? You know, I mean, my mother was hot, but I don't know if she was uh, James Bond hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure if uh, my dad, being James Bond, yeah, he perhaps... his life would have been quite different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might, my mother might have been Liz Taylor or some some yeah. starlet <laughs> of the era. I, I was trying to think of uh, who was yes. oh, Diana Riggs. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. My mother could have been Diana Riggs. <laughs> I could have been a heroin act now. You know, just like some horrible celebrity well, child could have gone celebrity child story. Yeah. They, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, Daniel Craig's just uh, left, doesn't he, from uh, the, the James Bond franchise, and they're they're in that process now. Of, uh, I mean, if you got an audition for uh, James Bond, that'd be quite that'd be quite something. Full circle. Well, that'd be full circle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be a show. <laughs> That's going Edinburgh <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's funny. Every now and then I do. Well, I, I don't want to get off the topic of James mm. Bond, but I, I got an audition recently. You know, a pilot season in America, so you get all these auditions, and now you can self tape. Mm. So one of them was for this game show show which is like an actual real game show but then there's like a behind the scenes sitcom around oh, it right, right. so I was like reading for the main part I was like oh yeah. go me but then in the end Craig Ferguson got it oh yeah, it's like, why are you even asking me to yeah, read? If they're getting Craig time. Ferguson, don't waste my time. I had a similar thing with uh, the film Into the Woods, uh, where I auditioned for uh, for the part of the baker and uh, got, like, two or three auditions. And I don't live in London where the auditions were taking place. Got, like, three auditions. And, uh, you know, after the, after the two or three, you start dreaming. Yeah, you're you in. You're, thinking, you're oh, in. Hold on. I passed the test here. Yeah. You have and, that story for the rest of your life. You know, I was, I was, uh, <laughs> exactly. it was down to me and yeah. whoever the baker was. James Corden got it in the end. Uh, oh, James Corden? Yeah. And now look how big he is. I'm like, and I'm sat in, a, in this room here in Dublin <laughs> performing my show. Yeah. He's probably in LA in a hot tub somewhere. Yeah. Just because that's. And he's not that good. No, just kidding. <laughs> he's, like, it's like, he's not that good. Back in England, we don't think he's funny at all. <laughs> you can go when you go, when you go, when you go over to the States. But back in England, nobody knows who he is. He's just lucky. <laughs> I um, So so we were talking about James Bond. So we were. Why? Because I posted a thing on um, on my uh, Facebook a little while back um, when it all started coming out, and people were kicking off about Idris Elba. Mm. So there's a lot of people say, and, and I, because he is so cool, very Elba, cool, very cool. And I mean, he's still string a bell to me, but well, he's, he's a very cool customer. He certainly is. I guess he's Luther to a lot of British he is, listeners. He is also Luther, yeah. And I noticed there was a lot of people suddenly caring about who became James Bond. Mm. And what what was ridiculous was uh, I said, I think he'd be a great James Bond. And, of course, the main reason is because he's a black guy. And there's people going, James Bond can't be black. What What made me laugh was somebody posted a reply to me to say, you can't just... You know, you can't just give people uh, different races, these characters different races, out of nowhere. You can, because they're not real. Somebody said, I mean, if they suddenly cast a white guy as Nelson Mandela uh, in the film, you got well, he was a guy, though. He was a real guy. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. That would be wrong. You <laughs> can't do that. A white Nelson Mandela wouldn't have been in all the trouble he was in. <laughs> he would have been quite happy with the status quo <laughs> at the time. Yeah. So they were kicking off about it on my Facebook a little bit. And I thought to myself, actually, you know what? Maybe Idris shouldn't be. James Bond, because the one thing there's never been is all out of all the James Bonds, they've all been good looking and slim. 
Ah. What there hasn't been is a slightly porky, let's say northern, rotund James Bond. What I'm saying is, there's. I'd make a brilliant James Bond. Oh, it's good. but I think James Corden's going to get it done. <laughs> Corden, you would be a great James Bond. I think so. Just I mean, you know, just coming out the sea, like like pulling my Bermuda shorts out, my bum crack, and sucking yeah. my tummy in, like yeah. just you know, wearing them a little higher than normal just to get that hangover bit actually inside the trousers. <laughs> exactly. yeah. So you know, I'm th- I'm thinking. So uh, for for the next twenty minutes, we'll play a little game. Uh, we'll play uh, Fat James Bond films. That's fat, what we'll oh, Fat James Bond. Fat James films. Bond that's a hashtag. Films. Is yes, it? that's what we're we'll going with. Fat James Bond. Uh, I'll start you off with uh, the Pie Who Loved Me. That's oh. what I'm going with. My dad Have hated James Bond films. Like, of course if he If they did. came on in the house, he would like turn it off Get straight that away. Off. Like rubbish. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Brilliant. I love that. He never let it go all those years. Uh, Goldfinger Buffet. Hey, I've just thrown that one in there. There's another one. So, eight, you had time to prepare. You should have told me about this. I know. This. I, I, I've launched that on you. I'm sorry. <laughs> eight twelve fifteen on the text uh, for uh, for Fat James Bond. That's what we're after. Uh, and uh, and also later on, I'll be looking for your DIY Wix hero. If you've got someone who, without whom, you'd be sitting uh, in a room full of wonky shelves or staring at peeling paint, then honour their services by nominating them now and uh, give us a call on oh double three oh one two three twelve fifteen or text on eight twelve fifteen to nominate your hero. They get 250 quids with a Wix uh, gift card and you can dedicate a song to them for their fantastic jobs. Uh, thanks to Wix. Let's do it right. Goldfish fingers. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. From Russia with love handles. Yeah, that's a, a, probably our favourite so that's far. That's a good one, isn't it? There's quite some, some crackers coming through here, to be honest. We're talking Fat Bond. Fat James Bond. Uh, we, uh, I liked um, A View to a Grill. A View to a Grill, another another winner. That came through as well. Yeah, live and Let's Dine. Live and Let's Dine, that's very Carl good. Carl Smith. Carlo Smith. You know, we got to credit these people. Of course, we At should. Carlo Smith. Clayton Smith, uh, he, uh, he tweeted, The Spy Who Loved Meat. <laughs> that's pretty good. good. That's pretty good as well. Uh, so, and I, this one keeps coming through as well. Um, Casino Royale with cheese. Yeah, that's very Pulp Fiction. That's from the Selbys uh, on the way to Chesington. What a, what a day! Uh, some of them don't quite work. Uh, which are, they're the ones I quite enjoy. The ones where they have to really explain it after they've <laughs> after yeah, they've like said it. Di- dieting is forever. Didn't yeah. didn't work for me. No, that's not that's not working. Not that not that the Dan of the Dead is not a funny guy, but I just didn't no. quite. The all-you-can-eat buffet is not enough. You know, it, it's funny, but it doesn't quite fit. It's just too long, anyway, for Twitter. Is, yeah. For your shorter titles. For your thighs only. But kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Right. You know? Moonbaker. I mean, they're all, they all work. They're good. To a certain extent. But you shouldn't feel... Ba- First of all, you should feel confident to just put it out there. It doesn't have to work. No. You know, I'm, because you can keep... I quite respect it. I respect it. that you. I mean, I always respect when people... Are writing jokes for me to read out as if I wrote them. Absolutely. I mean, this, this yeah, is, that's exactly. Radio, to radio. Radio is great, <laughs> isn't it? It's like free. It's like, hey, I haven't prepared anything. Text in and give me a show. <laughs> that's exactly what we do for for like three hours. This is this great. Show, I don't want to give away the secrets of radio. No, it's fine. There, I mean, there's no secret with my radio. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty basic. Well, uh, like I don't get this one. Somebody said thunder and then parentheses thighs ball. Like yeah, thunder thighs ball. Like, yeah, it's just... Uh, that doesn't work. Um, I quite like... Uh, yeah, there's some good ones there. Live and Let Diet, that came out. And my favourite... Um, the, the favourite one is from... Uh, I was <laughs> saying from Alan Partridge, which which is a northern bond rather than a fat bond, but he, he did... Doc- hashtag, hashtag northern bond. No, no, no. Just, we're, we're northern bond. Yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> Dr. Nout, which was my favourite. Uh, yeah, Dr. Nout, I like. Alan Partridge-ism. Uh, so uh, we're here till uh, 11 o'clock and uh, we're going to be chatting uh, after nine. Um, we Well, there was a couple of stories that have cropped up. Uh, you, you mentioned a story early on about a, a, a woman getting kicked out of John Lewis, which we'll uh, probably talk about at some point. Right. And... Uh, uh, and I've got a couple of a couple of things that I wanted to mention as well about my own kids who have now started lying. So after nine, I'm just giving you this as a heads up now. I'm going to be talking about the tooth fairy. So if you're sat with somebody who might not want to hear some home truths about the tooth fairy, about five past nine, maybe just do something else for a minute. If you know what I mean, wink, wink. 
You know what I'm saying? So uh, cool. eight, twelve, fifteen. That's the sort of guy I am. I like to give a heads up. That's so a not good. To that's ruin, a spoiler alert. And not want to ruin any of the magic uh, yeah. that goes into things. Jason, Absolute Radio, Manford, where real music matters. Highs of ten Celsius. That's not uh, highs of ten Celsius. She, and she also she just said it like it was a high, like it was high. Yeah, highs of ten. That's not I high. Know, it's been a tough winter, man. I'm happy with a high of 10 cells. Well, there is that. And I, I, I mean, I've been in Dublin for the last three weeks, which often has uh, all four seasons I- in the same day. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, the other day was a high of 14, and I was like, let's get the shorts out. You, <laughs> you, know? can't, dre- you can't dress for Ireland. Like, <laughs> you can't dress for Ireland. Whatever you leave in is not what you need for the, to get you through the day. <laughs> well, you can dress for Ireland. Let's just look mad. Yeah. And then people are like, hey, great, great crack. <laughs> What's funny is I've had three weeks in Dublin. One of the, um, you know, cultural uh, epicenters of the world. You know, there's so much going on here. The history we've got, uh, you know, it's it's 2016. It's the the 100 uh, year anniversary of the of the Easter uprising. Um, there's there's tours, there's museums, there's all these things. Do you know the one? I've only done one cultural thing while I've been here. What is it? I went to the National Leprechaun Museum. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Nash, only, yeah, that's the only thing I've done. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I've done. Yeah. My mates in the ca- in the cast of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, they went to a James Joyce museum. Uh, they've gone looking around the jail. They're, they're like, this is... Uh, what have you done, Jace? I just went and had a little look about this thing about leprechauns <laughs> of a thing that's not even real. Not that's even real. Well, no, they're real. And that's where hobbits came from. Yeah. You reckon? Just, just, that- I don't want you to spread misinformation. <laughs> that's where hobbits come from. Yeah. That's where hobbits got their funding. <laughs> <laughs> They were, they were, um, I went to this museum, National um, Leprechaun Museum, recommend it. Uh, Where is it? It's, um, I don't know, it's in town somewhere, it's in the, it's yeah. in the centre. And um, I just saw it on the maps, I got my maps out and, I, and it said, it, I thought, oh, I'm going to go there. It's 12 euro for a 40 minute tour. And, uh, and they did this tour, what was funny was when I went in there, bought my ticket, and the guy went, um, hey, you, Jason, you're, um, you're in the show. And I said, uh, yeah, I'm doing a show. He said, you, you can have a free ticket because you're a performer like us. I thought, hang on. <laughs> oh, Leprechaun said that to you? Yeah, little Leprechaun. Wow. Little. Tiny. God. They're all smaller than you think. I guess it's hard to make money other than performance if you're a leprechaun. Well, you've got like, that pot it, of gold. What are you on about? Yeah, I know, but you know, you have to keep that a secret. No one really knows where that is. <laughs> 8, 12, 15 on the text uh, this morning. If you were fa- the, the great thing about the UK and Ireland is the National Leprechaun Museum won't even be the maddest uh, place. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on... Oh, I've got to clear my throat. Oh, you forgot to clear. <laughs> yeah, Good morning, he's Jason Manford, and I'm Des Bishop, and Jason has phlegm <laughs> in his throat, which is a symptom of a flu, but not necessarily a flu. Over to you, Jason. I should have really done that before the song finished, but I just, I just didn't get a chance. It's a Sunday morning. It just shows the hum- the humanity. It's just the, the, the realness of this the, show. Exactly. It also proves that it's not in any way pre-recorded. It is, it is, yes, I would it have is, definitely got it rid of that. It is certainly not pre-recorded. <laughs> yeah, hold up a picture on Twitter and we'll, 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 we'll prove that it is not pre-recorded. <laughs> so, uh, Des Bishop joins me this morning. Uh, I, um, I did just ask you very briefly to, uh, to, if anyone could top the National Leprechaun Museum, which I went to here in Dublin very recently. There's a lawnmower museum in Southport, Des. Wow. A lawnmower museum. Well, uh, as this person says, I've not been, but the sign makes me makes me laugh. Which makes me laugh. <laughs> I don't know if that's. I don't know. That's is there some puns? Is there a pun? Oh, let's not go down that road. Okay. We'll be playing that all day, won't we? I like the cut of that place. Look, there you go. There you go. You're <laughs> off. He's off. He's tried. better than that, though. Don't judge. <laughs> like, don't go to his stand-up. Oh, I, actually, there's no puns in my show. There's no pun. Actually, I have one pun in my show. Can I yeah. do it? It, it sounds yeah. serious, but it's not. Go on. So uh, Je- they asked Jeb Bush if he could go back in time, would he kill Hitler as a baby? Mm. And he said he would. And I said, no, Jeb, you haven't seen Back to the Future because as far as back in time goes, you're just a baby killer. You go further back in time and you stop Hitler's parent meeting. So I'm <laughs> writing the, I'm writing the movie script now. It's yeah. called Back to the Fuhrer. Oh, very good. Hey, that is good, though. It's, good. it's a little long setup. Huh? No, it's fine, though. That's the only it. pun in my show. I liked it. So if you're coming for puns, don't come because that's the only one and you've heard it. <laughs> and you've heard it. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and Mark in uh, Chilton says, Morning, Jason. Uh, Leeds Castle in Kent has a dog collar museum. Oh. 
That's, that's nice. nice. And a little section for people that like to wear them. <laughs> yeah, you that's can wear, my, wear my, your own dog collar. That's you my favourite section. Yeah, yeah, as you walk around. <laughs> the S&M section. <laughs> so, so, Des, you're, uh, so you've been doing stand-up for uh, nearly 20 years. Yes. Uh, coming up to the anniversary. Coming uh, up to my big anniversary. <laughs> we're having a big party. <laughs> the big duo. Yeah. And, uh, and, you've, and you gig all over the world? Yeah, but I mean, my main thing is Ireland. You know, even though yeah. I have an American accent, my, my career has Is there been... enough gigs over here to... to... To, to do that then there, there is when you're famous you know and you can <laughs> you can you can take the money out of the art centers but uh no i it, there's there's not enough gigs to be like a working comic like yeah. in comedy clubs no most mm. of those guys are actually in the uk there's plenty yeah, of irish yeah. comics there's working loads, in the uk yeah. and no i mean when you're able to do your own tours yeah, yeah. Where, irish people love comedy they like going absolutely out. so yeah. you can go to quite small towns but do pretty big shows yeah yeah yeah. And what's your what if if someone was coming to see you if you were coming over to the UK to do some shows, what would we expect from you? You are you uh, are you political? Do you some stuff about the? Uh, it depends. At the moment, honestly, I talk a lot about just getting a bit older. I mean, I'm a I'm just? a forty year old guy with no kids, so I'm yeah. sort of talking about the fact that I've, I I think I've screwed up. You know, right. I think like forty, not married, no kids. I've screwed up. I say it to my married <laughs> friends, and they're like, "No, no, 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 no. We screwed up. We were the idiots that followed the status quo." Yeah, we and, look at you going, "Oh man!" Yeah, wow, the freedom. Uh, <laughs> so but, really, you would like to find uh, a female with like a kid, maybe, just so you don't have to bother with all so, that. Yeah, we were joking about that. That's true. That's my new thing. I want to meet a single mother with a three-year-old, right? right? Because a three-year-old doesn't really have memories yet. <laughs> so literally, as they just start having real memories, I'll be like in their face, like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm your father," I, and then I will be there. <laughs> dad i will love them like my own yeah and they will love me like i'm their father i might not even tell them the truth and uh, okay. and i will have got four years off my sentence <laughs> not that i think childbearing is a sentence no i can but... see what you mean though you're missing the pregnancy side of things you don't have to do any of the foot rubs and all that you that first eight that first sort of 12 months you're essentially the mum's assistant yeah uh, helping out and making cups of teas and, and getting up in the night and doing all those things but the baby doesn't really appreciate it because you're not You've got no milk, so they're not really. They're like, where's the where's the pretty one with the long hair? That's yeah. the one I'm interested in. Yeah. So, so the thing is that yeah, uh, you miss the moment. You know, all my friends. Yeah, like, when you hold moments. that child in your arms for the first time, but yeah. that passes. There is and there's that. a much longer period of my friends complaining. So I want to knock a few years off of that. Okay. Of course, I'm kidding, but I'm worried about my energy. I, like, I'm, I'm worried I'm going to be like an ancient father. You know, like, I'm going to have, like, right. a 16-year-old daughter. I'm 70 years old. They're going to be like, oh, my God, it's so embarrassing. My friends come over the house, and they're like, is they that your grandfather? Grandfather? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. So, okay. So, if there's any... Uh... No, I won't punch <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Hashtag... <laughs> I mean, you're a good-looking guy, so there must be something I'm not wrong. a bad catch. I've got a... D, there must you know, be something I, wrong with your personality. I own two houses in Dublin that are nearly out of negative equity, and I'm not a bad catch. But, by the I way, mean, I'm not putting a, it out there. No, but your dad, as a as an actor and model, you know, you and your brother Aiden, both good looking fellas. Yeah, we got good genes. Actually, I will chuck it in two for the price of one. You can have myself and my brother Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> we'll raise the family together. That uh, sounds very modern. Yeah, and I can speak Chinese. That's a yes. little bonus that you wouldn't be expecting. That's right. Yeah. You did a show, and yeah. you did some shows in China. In, in Mandarin, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived there for two years, learned I do comedy in Mandarin. You can look it up on YouTube. There's wow. Bishop Storm's gig in Chinese. I've got if to, you're bored. I've got to do that. That's yeah. I mean, I was speaking to the listeners as opposed to you. It's like, yeah. Jason, look no, me. No, I'm Book me. That. Please, give me work. That uh, sounds amazing. I've done three gigs in China, but in, oh, in very much in English. So you must have a little natural ability with languages then to just pick them up and, and do a... Because do com comedy jokes are the hardest thing to do in any language. Yeah, I mean, the jokes were tough. But, you know, funny stories are funny stories. True. true Especially yeah. if you're like a fish out of water. Like, you're never more of a fish out of water than a yes. white guy trying to do comedy in China. So you very quickly <laughs> do find fish out of water moments. Can you tell us a, a, jo a, a joke in Chinese? I, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I could just say whatever well, I want. I'd like to hear it. Okay, let me think of a, a, like of a hear quickie. A story. A quickie. Uh, you know, I don't have any, I, I don't have any, any puns. Chinese I can't do puns. Rugua. Rugua, Nimeo, Yoshi, Jungwa, Tingni, the Jemu, Nani, Kei, Zai, Jia, Shenzai, Xiao. Raho, Nani, the Lawai, the Pongyo, Dojo, the Waterbe, Hao Xiao, Sunni, Shenzai, Xiao. Hama. Classic. So you Classic know what I said? Yeah, I'd love to know I what you said. I said, if there's any Chinese people listening, yeah. Uh, uh, in a minute, if you could laugh, then the people around you that don't speak Chinese will think I've just told a funny joke. So just <laughs> laugh now. <laughs> that is actually what I did. Just in case, you know, yeah, if, no, if there's any Chinese listeners, please message. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry about the grammar. Yeah, the grammar wasn't great. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters.
Uh, somebody's uh, messaged in. Oh my god, a sexy American accent, brains, and totally okay with me being a single mum. I volunteer, says. Uh. That Sorry, person. Listen, there's absolutely no point in texting unless you're sending pictures. Okay, look, <laughs> this, is, this is online dating. This is online dating, okay? You're, you're, you're very articulate, but I need more. <laughs> you'll have to find him online. I'm not being... I, this is not plenty of fish. Yeah. This is very much a radio to see me, You'll see me in Wix. I'm a big DIY fan. Over to you, Jason. Oh, that was a good link. I like your style. Coming up on the show, I'll be looking for the country's DIY Wix heroes. Uh, I, do, I, I read this in very much a way that it sounds like I'm not reading it. Uh, do you know someone without whom you'd be sitting in a room full of wonky shelving or staring at peeling paint? Well, then honour their services by nominating them for this prestigious title. Call me on 0330 123 1215 or text 81215 to nominate your hero. So if there's anyone who's brilliant at DIY, basically, just let us know about them because the show's got a sponsor, we've got to do it. So just get it done and then we can just crack on. Uh, those who are deemed worthy of hero status uh, will win £250 worth of Wix vouchers and a song dedicated to them to give them the energy to finish the job and help them do it right. Nominate your DIY hero. Thanks to Wix. Let's do it right. I nailed that. You nailed it. That's not even a pun. But, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but you, you're do... such a natural. You don't even realise. Accidental jokes. <laughs> leaking, you're leaking comedy. <laughs> Just giving it away without thought. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Music matters. Jason Manford, Des Bishop is here with me this morning. Uh, a great way to spend a Sunday morning. It's been fun. I, I, I like it. It's, I get to spend Sunday morning with lots of very funny people. It's yeah, been, it's, I mean, good. it's great fun. I yeah. know, and to, to be so intimate in the studio. I mean, you know? we are in a particularly intimate studio here in Dublin. We've, we're at, uh, is it Nova Radio? We're in Radio Nova. Yes. Classic rock. Dublin classic rock. Yes. Where the guy in the next studio who is about to start his uh, radio show brings, like, CDs, which yeah. we, 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 everything's digital on Absolute. But this guy but he is also old just, He also just knocked up and said, do you guys want a coffee? He's lovely. He's that, dead nice. That's nice. But I think he's just happy to see other humans in the building because there's nobody in here. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally, it is a weird thing about it's radio uh sometimes it's like it's a, a ma- you know a really popular radio show that we're doing here but yet so. there's kind of like a knock you know you have to like knock on the doors like is anybody in there yeah, <laughs> yeah buzzing because there's someone in it's just us just us just us having a chinwag this morning um now uh, interesting thing happened uh friday um and it's not really happened properly yet with my children uh, in as much as they started lying ever so ever so uh, often it only happens rarely um but it just was highlighted today now i've got a story about the tooth fairy now so this is the moment where do something yeah. else if this you, is if... this is five past nine <laughs> which you oh yeah i did say i'll do it at five past nine it's now <laughs> 25 to 10 but that's the way this show works i can't i can't, can't judge it sometimes uh, so uh so that's the warning that's the forewarning there's a story about to happen that tells you some of home truths about yeah, he uh, has warned you about the bruce TF. willis was dead the whole time <laughs> yes <laughs> you if you know to... what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly uh, so my kids are staying with my parents this weekend uh, while i'm over here in uh, in dublin and my daughter's tooth fell out uh, at school on friday her first one and my dad rang me so my dad's my mum was working so my dad's looking after uh, my four children who so was there with four of my children and uh, three girls and little boy and he's he's sort of pulling his hair out a bit they they run him ragged because he's just so susceptible to their way their wily ways and uh so he's, he's he rang me he said <clears throat> he said how much money do i put under the pillow uh, <laughs> these days what's inflation on a tooth? what's going on because like it was 50p when you were a kid and i don't know what is it now what how much is it now and uh <laughs> so i said it's just a pound dad it's just a pound don't worry about it he went yeah i thought it was that it's just because uh one of them said it was a pound and then the other one went yeah I-, I think it might be a two pound coin actually <laughs> and then uh, that was the point where my dad went oh fair enough i mean that's inflation that sounds about right as well and then to which sport the whole thing was my other daughter went actually thinking about it i think it might be a three pound coin i think it might be a three pound <laughs> coin <laughs> so so they've started this sort of uh 
lying business. But I just thought there must be um, so many kids' lies out there. That's, you know, you, you, a lot of the listeners who, who are listening, they, because um, that's what listeners do. I don't know why I said that. Listeners who are listening. Yeah. I actually just said that phrase. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's people listening out there. Um, the, the kids lying for themselves. That's what's happening. For the first time, I've noticed it, the kids making stuff up so they gain something. Oh, it's a very, it's one of those very capitalism, difficult human traits, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, but but let me ask you this. Go on. So they know that the tooth fairy is your your father. Well, they no, they they were just discussing like, oh, how much does the tooth fairy give? Oh, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So dad was like, how much does the tooth fairy give these days? They were like, oh, pound. Actually, I think it's two pound. Uh, Actually, I think <laughs> it might be a three pound coin. But th- but that would suggest that they knew that he mm. perhaps might be the. Th- that, that's what I mean. If, you if think this so. is to be a lie, then you're suggesting that the kids are in on it. Mm. So they like know that secretly he is the tooth fairy. I think my children may be at that age where they think we better keep this going because if we we let on that we know it might stop. Oh, so you think they know about the I, other big one? I mm, yes, we well, which we can definitely not mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, even in radio terms, because yeah, that yeah, is yeah. yeah. No, I know that's sacred. But the other one, yeah, no, I think the other one we're safe with at the moment for now. But there is those few years, isn't it, where you're both pretending, basically. You're... My nephew is pretending. Yeah. He's six, but I, I know he knows. The kid knows. The adult knows the kid knows. But the adult doesn't want to let it go because it's magic. Yeah. <laughs> and the kid doesn't want to let it go because they might not get any presents. Yeah. Or they might not get any money yeah, yeah, underneath yeah. their thing. So it's a, it's a difficult area. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. A couple of years I, I think it's a lie worth holding on to. That's what I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. There are plenty of other lies. We won't get political. <laughs> We won't get political, but there are other lies I wouldn't mind people letting go of, but I believe in these lies. I remember the joy of getting... I got a dollar back in the day, so I guess that was like 50p, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a a paper dollar underneath your pillow. Yeah, and the joy of it. I always wonder how I didn't wake up when they were sliding it under. I always... um, Yeah, the amount of times I forget, and then, like, in the morning, I'm like, are you sure you've not... Let me have a look. And then... (laughs) (laughs) I've done that quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, you're probably not looking properly. <laughs> Quickly in the pocket. Done that a few times. Yeah, and you're worried about your kids lying. I know. Yeah. There you are, like the ultimate deception going on. It's like my kids are terrible. They're lying all the I time. Know. Wonder where they get it from. <laughs> this sleight of hand. <laughs> Five past seven. <laughs> what? Did he leave it in your ear? There it is. <laughs> So eight twelve fifteen on the text. If you're, uh, I, I want to hear those funny lies that kids uh, tell that they think they can get away with, uh, and uh, but you've you, you caught them. Sunday mornings eight till eleven. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio this morning, joined by uh, I was going to say John Bishop. John Bishop, I get that all the time. I know. Used like, to be the other way. <laughs> <laughs> by Des Bishop, and uh, we uh, we discussed a sensitive topic uh, in the last uh, moment, uh, in the last link, which um, which weirdly, uh, even though I clearly said at the very top of it, you heard me, Des. I, I, said, I, I heard the warning. We're about to talk about something sensitive. Yeah. I mentioned the TF. I no. mentioned who we were talking about. I said, if there's any little ones nearby whose dreams might be crushed, turn off now or listen to something else. I I gave that. Warning very clearly before we discussed it. Yet still on the text messages, complaints. complaints. All the topics you can talk about on the radio, Jason. Why did you have to talk about that topic? It's so dangerous. I apparently have destroyed, destroyed little one's belief. Destroyed. Yeah. I mean, I'm not having it. Does I gave the warning it, it, on your own head? Be it. I you, said it. You're not. You're not taking responsibility. Well, for I this. ain't taking it. Yeah. I haven't it. I destroyed it. the destroyed. dreams. Such a serious accusation being <laughs> leveled your way. Chill out, yeah. kid. That's uh, going to show up on the couch in 20 years' time. <laughs> some psychiatrist, or psychologist's office. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was an innocent kid until Jason Manford <laughs> was stuck for a bit on the radio. <laughs> and he had to talk about the tooth. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't give the warning. The dentist. The de- there you go. The tooth guy. Yeah. Um, the dentist magic assistant. So I was, I was after uh, I was after some of your lies uh, that kids uh, tell and think they're getting away with. This is one of my favourites. My four-year-old went suspiciously quiet upstairs at a friend's house. When asked what she was doing, she shouted down, "Not being, not being horrible to the cats." <laughs> <laughs> 
I've not been able to the gas. Wow, <laughs> that's some uh, Stephen Avery early signs going on there, man. <laughs> I quite like that one. My um, there, there was another time when my kids were staying uh, at my uh, grandparents, uh, at their grandparents, and um, they said to, they just wind my dad up all the time. So they've said to dad, um, "Can you uh, can you read us a bedtime story?" To my dad, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." He's got bad knees and that, you know. So he's on, he's he's, he's bending down to go through the bookshelf. He's going, "What, uh, what book do you want?" And I was outside the room, just like doing some washing and that, sorting some washing out. And uh, I could hear this exact exchange. So um, my eldest daughter goes, um, "Can you read uh, my funny face?" And he's like, "Oh, let's have a look then." And he's searching the shelf. He can't find it because it's not a real book. Right? <laughs> they were just making up books. And then my other daughter goes, uh, what about the weird monkey? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> looking for the weird monkey. He's looking all over there. And he's like, I can't find this. I can't find... What about the school unicorn? That was another one my oh, daughter the school, that's a poem. That's quite, that's quite a good yeah, title that's, for a kid. Yeah. He is searching. It took about five minutes, and it wasn't until my daughter said, my eldest one went, um, what about the Christmas star has a willy? That was the last one. <laughs> yeah. was the last... He went, hang on a minute. These <laughs> aren't real. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know what I love as well is like when kids get into jokes, oh, uh, yeah. but they start making, so they can't remember the joke, so they just start making making jokes up. It's like a phase I've noticed. Yeah. It's like six or seven. It's, yeah. it's just the la- it's language in it, construction yeah. of language trying to work. So out. It's suddenly they like they think these things are funny. They're just these <laughs> random, you know, yeah. like two unconnected sentences. Yeah, my together. daughter's favorite joke uh, that she's ri- written herself um, was uh, "Doctor, Doctor, I have no bottom." All right, come and sit down here. Well, I can't. I've got no bottom. <laughs> that's a good that's joke. That's actually a good joke. That's a good that's, joke that's, 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 that she's into. That's this. Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. Des uh, Bishop joins me uh, this morning. The people starting to get up now. Oh, people. this is the time? This is peak time now? Yeah. Well, yeah, I reckon so. This is the sort of time now people are like, yes. Good morning. It's a beautiful day in Dublin. I don't know what the weather's like across the... Irish well, Sea. Yeah. Is there... I can still hear music. Oh, that's cool. We've got a, we've we've got got a bed. We've got a bed of music. Yeah. It's going to feel for it. That very rarely happens on this show. Kind of like five-star hotel lobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever noticed that in five-star hotels that sort of the mod... It used to be like, you know, symphony orchestras and stuff. Mm. But nowadays it's like music that people used to listen to to... You know, after a wild weekend in Ibiza, <laughs> you know, to sort of bring their head back, bring yeah. their head back to normality. Calm down, music. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, the the sort of vibe has changed. I, well, I mean, the obviously we're staying a lot more five star hotels. Oh, look at you trying to keep it down I, with the uh, people. <laughs> I don't know what you're on about, Falf, but so when I'm at the travel lodge. <laughs> I'm a man of the people, Des. Yeah, vote, vote for me. Vote for me in the about. next election. I don't know what you're Wait, about. Where are you staying in Dublin? Uh, <laughs> the Four Seasons. I'm, no. <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a flat with uh, with Phil Jupiter. Oh, you're staying together? Yeah, yeah. So that wow. couldn't be any less five-star. <laughs> well, come on, you're dropping names. But, uh, it's a five-star British a, celebrity. He's a very good cook as well, I must say. Yeah, I, so I believe. He's, he's on his health care. He's very good. Uh, but uh, So you've been in Ireland for how long? 25 years. 25 years. And, and you, still, I'm a foreigner to them. Like, I meet oh. 18-year-olds and like, oh, my God, you know us. You know us so well. You take yeah. us off so well. It's like, yeah, because I've been here seven years longer than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. It's my second recession I've just been through. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting place, isn't it? It's, it's got so... I mean, it, it's so... For such a small country, you only have to go a couple of miles and it's so different to... You know, you come out of Dublin and it's... We went to Howth the other day. It's... Hoth. 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 Oh, Howth. God, I wish Irish people were going to hear to do that. Oh, did Damn. I? Dude, that would have been a moment. Luckily, it doesn't go out. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Hoth. Is it Hoth? There'll be Irish text in now. Oh, there it's, will it's be. It's Hoth. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on for the 11 years. I know where you're going. I know how to pronounce where you're going. Yeah, there's a lot of that goes on. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't, yeah, I, I know. Come on. It's just, yeah, it's the first time you've said Hoth. It was true, actually, yeah. My yeah. favourite thing that happened, though, was listening to... Uh, so we went out one night. Um, for, for our sins, we went to Temple Bar. Right. And uh, you know, it's got to be done when, you, when you're over here. And I, as always, as a comic, just sort of listening, overhearing what people are talking about. I do it all the time. And there was a guy, an Irish fella, <clears throat> chatting up uh, this young English uh, woman. And it was unbelievable. Like, he actually, I thought, insulted her. Yeah, it worked. It was unbelievable. So I wrote down the, the, the conversation. It went roughly like this. You'll have to forgive the accent. I'm not as... Uh, Go for uh, it. Oh, 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 I am. 
I, I win. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. Um, so he goes, I come in at halfway through the conversation in this pub. He goes uh, to this girl. No, you see, what I'm saying is, you haven't got the temperament or the personality of a girl as pretty as you are. And she says, what? What? He says, well, you know those people who uh, were really pretty when they were younger, the formative years, when your personality is starting to set? Uh, those people act like they're beautiful all their lives, uh, even if they end up not being. And she's like, I don't really know what you're on about. He says, what I mean is, you don't act like, uh, act like that, so it makes me think you've not been beautiful for that long. <laughs> That's what he said to her. Beautiful. She said, what? He went, I think you've grown into your face. <laughs> you've grown into your face was his actual phrase. She said, are you saying I'm an ug- I was an ugly child? He's like, ugly is a strong word. <laughs> All I'm saying is you found beauty later in life. And for me, it came at just the right time. Wow. Boom. Boom. Hour later, they left together. Yeah. And you know that predator is going to Temple Bar every night. It's like another unfortunate British tourist <laughs> with their strong pound. But that, 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 that's good. That's a good skill. That's just a sort hell of slightly of insulting while at the same time complimenting. Yeah, it is a compliment. But at the, yeah, it's weird. I mean, how would you even get away with that? Like, was you bullied at school? No. What, even with them ears? Like, like what? Because <laughs> you have a personality that suggests you only recently stopped being bullied. <laughs> yeah. You've only been confident recently. It suits you. In a, that's a negging, yeah. That's a... Negging. If you read the game, to read the game. I, I haven't read what. the game, but I've sort of talked to a lot of people talk it. about the game. Right. So you sort of, you, you give a slight insult, which then they are uncomfortable. So they're sort of more likely Ooh. to sort of want to... Uh, be picked up by you because they're looking for like a sort of confidence boost. So rather than you going over saying, hey, you're beautiful, you've got lovely eyes and you've got all that, they're not interested in that. But you no, go over No, because it feels go, fake. Well, that guy's one is, I think, that's uh, a work of art, what you just mate, read it out. unbelievable. Because I wrote you're it not really, away. it's not even negging, really. It's just basically saying, you're, you're, you're so beautiful, but you're like, so you don't act like you're beautiful. Yeah, yeah exactly. You've got a heart of gold. And they just amazing. think, wow, yeah. I, I felt like applauding him as he left. It was like it was that yeah. impressive. Uh, well, so, you have to. It would have been great to follow on like the actual results. But yeah, I mean pretty... that would have been that would have. I think I would have ended up being the weirdo in that scenario. Then. <laughs> like, it's just for a, a little bit on the radio. Do you mind if I yeah. just find out how this ends? Well, you should try it. You should, you should <laughs> listeners out there. Uh, when you're going out tonight, we want to hear your experience of using Jason's uh, overheard chat up lines. <laughs> yeah. Like you've grown. Like Jason, it didn't work. I went up to it. I said, "You've grown into your face." <laughs> well, I want to hear. I mean, mainly from women, I'm guessing, but I want to hear whether there's been like what are the worst chat up lines you've genuinely had? I'm not talking about the jokey, uh, the ones that we've you know that you sort of hear and that do the rounds every so often. I mean, genuine chat up lines that a guy thought this is going to work. I'm absolutely. This is totally going to work. Uh, you don't mean like how do you like your eggs fertilized? Like you don't mean yeah, those not like the of, jokey yeah. ones that yeah. that are. Ne- exactly joke. I mean, in reality, what are the worst? I mean, it might have even been last night. You might have been out last night and you, you had one. I want to hear from you. 8, 12, 15 uh, on the text. The worst chat-up line. Or, or even a chat-up line that you thought, that shouldn't work, but I'm totally, I'm totally in. <laughs> I'm totally there. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where music matters. So looking at chat-up lines this morning, uh, that possibly work that that shouldn't work but seem to after the guy that i um uh, listened to the other day yeah uh, in the pub said to a girl that she'd grown into her face i love that expression it kind of but it kind of makes sense that you do see people like that don't you yeah but you have to know them <laughs> yeah you, <laughs> you have, have to have seen them before, have have seen them before. it's like you've grown into your face it's a big assumption to me <laughs> yeah you know? how'd you know yeah it's like I, I you used to have big nose but you've grown into your face <laughs> Yeah, but I like that expression. I'm going to start saying that to people. You've really grown into your face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it kind of is a compliment, but it's basically saying you used to be ugly. Yeah, that's it's another. You're very way. photogenic. You, you know, people say that. It's like you're yeah. very photogenic. It's like yeah, because in real life you're not half as good looking as you are <laughs> yeah, when, on a photo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Catherine Bolton said uh, some guy came on to me. I told him, look, I've got a boyfriend. His reply was, well, I've got a maths test. She says, well, what, what what does that mean? He says, well, we've both got something we can cheat on. Wow. Wow. She said That's it, a joke. She, it didn't work, he said. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um, Sam in Birmingham said that, that bloke told her, I like sturdy girls. 
Wow. <laughs> that is an insult, man. Wow. I like sturdy girls. I like sturdy girls. You're like a fastened IKEA bit of furniture to the wall. Sturdy girls. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I like sturdy girls as well, actually, I have to say. I'm a fan of a sturdy girl. Any sturdy girls out there, Snapchat stop, me. Stop. <laughs> Will you stop using this as plenty of fish? You've mistaken absolute for Tinder. Yeah. Snapchat is my Snapchat is Des Buffer, by the way, just in case any sturdy girls. Just in case there's any sturdy that. girls out there. I can't there. believe you said it. I love it. Eight twelve fifteen on the text this morning. Uh, we'll be talking to a uh, a Wix warrior very shortly and giving out two hundred and fifty quid's worth of uh, uh, vouchers for them. And um, we've got this. Now, we don't get a lot of these texts, right? But they do make me laugh when they come in, right? Because this guy said, well, this guy's come in, he says, Jason. He's not even said my name, actually. He just said, why don't you stop talking a pile of C word? I'm going to say C word, but not the other, not the big C word, the, yeah. the, the smaller one. Uh, and play music. He's nothing worse than presenters who think the show is about them. I mean, the show is called The Jason Manford Show. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't mean to pick you up on... Uh, I mean, it's literally called it. I mean, it literally is a show about me. I don't mean to be big-headed or anything. It's not an ego thing. It, it, what you've done is you've mistaken the radio for Spotify. And, uh, help yourself. You can listen to songs all day long with no interruptions. Yeah. Jason also has a curated Spotify, Jason Manford's music. <laughs> so, uh, it'd be nice to hear from you. You can follow us on Twitter as well, uh, Jason Manford or Des Bishop on his yeah. Snapchat. Or you can go to my website, sturdygirls.com. Uh, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't go to Are you- This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Matters. A lot of people seem to, uh, to be married now as well. Oh, off the back uh, of these. After a chat up line. Yeah. Let's uh, see what, what, what chat up line says, you married. My chat up line was, What's on offer, love? I've now been married to the woman that I used it on for over 10 years. What's on offer? What's on offer, love? <laughs> I mean, unless she works in a shop or other places. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's quite. Uh, what's on offer, love? Wow. What's on offer, love? That's impressive. Well, maybe she did work in like Argus or something. <laughs> maybe. Um, I liked uh, one came through on the uh, uh, on the on the tw- on the Twitter before uh, from Curly Haired Vixen on Twitter. She says, uh, "I lay lying in bed listening to Jason Manford on Absolute Radio, and my other half just said, uh, that's you on both counts, a sturdy girl who's grown into a face.' <laughs> <laughs> wow." Uh, I never thought we would get so much out of uh, growing into your face. <laughs> growing into your face. Is that? That's going to be the name of my next show. If, if, <laughs> unless you want it. I mean, it was no, you. No, no, it's fine. It's <laughs> growing fun. into my face. I'd be honoured. A show about finally being comfortable with who I am. <laughs> <laughs> What's weird is because early on this morning we were talking about, um, uh, we were talking about Fat James Bond, didn't we? We, we were talking yeah. hashtag fa- Fat James Bond. Our Twitter has been taken over by Lit it. up. So it did. And I sort of forgot about it for a bit and then I posted about the chat up lines uh, on, on Twitter and I was like, oh yeah, these are quite funny. Uh, you know, uh, Rhiannon said, all right, babe, you got a light? No. Well, can I have your phone number then? Somebody just said that to her. That, that seemed to work. So we're going through all these and then somebody just put uh, uh, Quantum of Sausage. <laughs> Which I, I forgot for a minute. We weren't talking about chat lines. I was like, "Wow, wow, that's, that's a hell of a boast." That's forward. <laughs> the guy's ego's taken over. Yeah, better you better be able to live up to that. <laughs> Jason Manford, Absolute Radio, where real music matters. That's good tune. Mr. Guys, get into it. Yeah, I was it's a bit of a head bop. Was a head bop. I noticed that. I noticed yeah. that we were both the, doing it. St- we, yeah, and it was. It wasn't a decision that I made. No. I just found myself doing it. I just looked around. You were nodding, and I was nodding. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. It was, it was, it was a like moment. A, was a moment. Yeah, we can make a bromance movie. <laughs> Let's do it. Started, started the studio. Well, thanks for coming on the show this morning. Oh, thanks for having me. It's I, been great. It's been, yeah, it's been really good fun. I um, I you you we mentioned a new story before, which I'd not seen. Uh, yeah, which was Manchester-based story. And it was in Manchester. How weird is that? And what, yeah. was the, what was the story? So uh, this this manager and John Lewis uh, uh, kicked out a woman because her child was having a tantrum. Wow. And a customer complained. So they said a customer's complained. Please leave. The child's having a tantrum. And as someone with no children, how do you th- how do you feel about that? Well, it's funny because I immediately took the woman's side in that one. Yeah. Because I just think, like, first of all, it's John Lewis. You know, you got yeah. your Christmas ads, like, hey, it's all Christmassy. Yeah. But if your kids are crying, get out. Yeah, it's a bit uh, harsh. Yeah, but no, I, I think in that situation, no, you can't kick that woman out. No, you have harsh. to have a bit of tolerance. It's of just shopping. I mean, 
Also, John Lewis is massive. Go somewhere to a different department where there's no kids. Yeah, and just have a bit of, like, empathy slash sympathy. Like, the the kid is like a two-year-old, like, the terrible twos. It's just like... The woman's not enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like she's like, I want to ruin everyone's day by bringing my awkward (laughs) child into John Lewis. Uh, But I think, obviously, sometimes in restaurants and stuff, you think, like, look, why are you bringing your kid? Like, wait till your kid's old enough. And I know it's a big... To a pub quiz, for example. Yeah. Yeah. It's awkward. Yeah, bringing him to a rave. It's just not great, you know? But... But uh, but I think that uh, Twitter lights up with this kind of stuff. Yeah, you're you know, right. People get very angry. Yes. But in this situation, I think it's not fair. Like it's just, it's no, just tough being a parent. I mean, I've had it. I've had it. You know, where my kids kick off in a shop, and because when we when we were kids, like if we kicked off in a shop, well, we right, got slapped for starters. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, my but in public, my mum was very different. What you would get is the hand squeeze. Oh, yeah. The hand squeeze. That was like a death grip. Yeah, and if she had the keys in the hand, that was really... (laughs) And it was almost like a, just wait. Wait till I get you home. You wait. Yeah. It's one of them, which was terrible. Parents can't do that nowadays, can they? Wait till I get you home. What's going to happen at home? Yeah, I'll just ring up. You're going to ask me, why why do you think I'm angry? Yeah, I'm in childlike. (laughs) Yeah, like, parents like, why do you... Like, I love when my brother... Because I could see the look in his face, which says, (laughs) I'd love to smack you. I wish it was 1979. I could see that look in his face. But what comes out of his mouth is, no, why do you think I'm angry, Kieran? Yeah, <laughs> just think you Karen's have to have thinking, the chat. Yeah, because you resent the fact it's that I took your freedom. Concept, isn't it? Because I never got, I never really got hit as a child, and 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 so the the idea of doing that is, is just abhorrent. It just it doesn't appeal to me at all. But I, um, I saw a woman in the supermarket once. I lose it, and uh, but totally like negated everything must have done up to that point this kid was kicking off she had a four-year-old and a two-year-old and the four-year-old just like hit the two-year-old in the yeah. face just because it was do. alive and smiling that's enough yeah, yeah. and uh and the woman smacks you know when the parent does the smack on every uh like syllable of the word <laughs> you know that yeah, one yeah. and she goes and she lives in the middle of tesco she's giving it uh becky we do not hit people <laughs> and she actually said the phrase I was like, I think you're giving out some mixed messages. You're getting some mixed messages. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, yeah. yeah. Well, my mother hit us, but it was like the... the, the she thought that that's... Tr- oh, she, she was told She that. thought yeah, she was yeah, smacking yeah, yeah, me into yeah, Harvard, yeah. you know? <laughs> and uh, God, I feel bad for her now. She must have hated all the hitting. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining in this morning uh, on all the texts. They were good fun. Uh, your uh, the Twitter is still going. Uh, Twitter's on still going with the with the various different fat hashtags. James Bonds. Yeah, and uh, uh, no sturdy girls have messaged me on Snapchat. But my <laughs> my Snapchat is Des Buffer D E S B U F F E R. You are unbelievable. Uh, yeah. uh, so and uh, and Des Bishop is your uh, Twitter as well. Uh, we can see you live Instagram if you want to yeah. post me pictures of your workouts <laughs> or whatever people <laughs> yeah, do on meals. Instagram. Yeah. Um, so and we can see you. Uh, so you're always touring Ireland, but you're actually going to go to the Edinburgh Festival this year. I'll be in Edinburgh. So, so, so check me the out there if you if you have a free time in August. Lovely stuff. Well, thanks for coming on, man. It was good chat oh thank you thank you absolutely thank you so lovely much. Uh, i am uh, so this is my last weekend in dublin i i open uh, on wednesday uh, in belfast uh, two weeks of chitty chitty bang bang so the show will be coming live on belfast next week uh, sarah champion up next on absolute radio